Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. We're here today and we're going to go through a little bit what we touched on last week when it was asleep, but the big topic of right now really, stress. Yeah. How we see stress, how I see stress in a client and how we look at building up a plan in order to manage that stress. Yeah. And I can talk to about it from my point of view, but Roger, what is your point of view and what do you see in practice as a chiropractor? Well, stress can be so many different things. Um, I think some people might, who've been following our podcast, be picking up some stress now because we've changed seats. You weren't meant to mention that. No, you've got it. Because uh, it, it changed for many people as stress. Um, but there's so many levels. There's, uh, if it's relationship, it's financial, um, it can be the stress of, uh, personal stress of, of someone's expectations of themselves, the stress of trying to be healthier mm-hmm. can suddenly become counterproductive. So I think the word stress is bounced around for so many things where there's change or something is unpredictable, it's a control thing. I think it, it, it's so many different things for different people. The key with stress, I don't think is, I mean, there's, there's also stress that gets us out of bed. Stress can be beneficial. Yep. It makes us achieve things. I think stress is bounced around too big a, big a uh, topic where someone says, oh, I'm so stressed, I've had a busy day and that. Um, so I try and break down stresses. Okay, stress can be a positive stress, so we can enhance it, we can use it, or stress is counterproductive. And when stress becomes counterproductive, I like to switch it around and say, right, now we're talking about um, adaptive techniques. Mm-hmm. How do we cope with the stress? How do we get the stress to be more manageable? And then how do we try and actually turn it around so that we can use it to our benefit? So I'm, I don't try and get hooked too much onto, onto the actual stress or that someone's stressed, but I think it can be to such a degree that it becomes clinical or pathological. And that's not generally what I deal with. I'm dealing with, with life, everyday life things which are helping people with coping mechanisms and the nervous system to function. Yeah, and, and everyone is going to respond to stress differently. As you say, we do need stress in our lives, and people talk about cortisol, the stress hormone, building up, and it's a bad thing. We do need cortisol in order to be able to let our bodies thrive. It's yeah. when it gets to extreme levels. We do need stress to allow our bodies to thrive, but it's when it gets to extreme for long periods of time. Now, yeah, it's when stress becomes counterproductive. Yeah. Then that's where we're talking about, from a clinical perspective, most people are looking for help or guidance to help manage stress that the concept of that you know that that ideal of if I just had no stress in my life then my, then I would be happier that's not gonna that's not no. gonna happen because you can actually end up being having a life with no purpose having no stress nothing everything done for you and now that becomes stressful yeah and a lot of us can build up stress without getting a perspective on it and once we realize there's a perspective on the stress we're managing and the stress we're under becomes less stressful yeah which is actually pretty powerful when we see that and yeah um, stress for one person is not going to be stress for another some person says I'll be happy when I get a million pounds that millionaire is stressed because he's got a million pounds and he's not happy uh, it's, it's what you think is going to make you happy isn't always the case well and if you look like a top sportsman they the, the top sportsmen usually perform best on the big stage under the biggest stress now they have a way of harnessing that, or they thrive for it. They get a buzz out of it. But you know they can, you can 
practice a you know a, a putt on a golf course you know golf hole this long as long as you can. But if that's for a million dollars, yeah, the, that's, it's the that's a different stress. Yeah. But the top people, the the ones, the, the top sportsmen, they want to be put into that position. They train for it. They welcome that opportunity. They welcome that stress. Whereas for other people, they would they they would back away from it. And, and that's what interests me of that. How do some people cope with stress and it becomes a positive thing? They're actually looking for that opportunity to to find themselves in that stressful position, whereas other people find standing up in front. Um, you, know, you and I are quite comfortable standing up and doing public speaking, but that's not necessarily in every person's comfort zone. And it certainly have, in the past wasn't mine. It's one of the most feared things when you ask a group of people is public speaking. Hmm. Now, with myself being highly introvert. The Friday after I spoke on stage for two hours, I was completely shot. I was really tired, but I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. In the past when I've done public speaking and wasn't aware that I was gonna be tired, I booked things in. But I had one client meeting and I knew that I wasn't gonna feel stressed at all on that stage because that is a comfort zone now. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't in the past, but it is now. It's talking like we're talking now. Yeah, it's you're covering the topic that yeah, you're covering. I'm covering the topic, I'm passionate about it. Even when, as we said, the systems went down, which people can see on my Facebook page that we go to start the second talk. Ironically, it's the whole hour on stress management and what <laughs> is stress, and the system goes down. But because I knew that topic is from my heart that it's up here, I could just talk about it. Yeah. Now, I knew that it wouldn't seem stressful there, but it obviously was on my body, and the next day, well, I know I'll be tired, so I'll have a day just to love myself, yeah, to chill. And I think that's a big one, isn't it, is that we have this perception that we should be able to cope with stress. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a weakness that if we don't cope. Here's an interesting thought. The person who is put under a stressful situation and therefore is so-called breaks down or becomes emotional or reacts to the environment. The first, so, is seen as, in some people say, oh, they overreacted or they there. But if you put it the other way, is that a stress is the same as putting your hand on a hot plate. Mm -hmm. And we know that the longer that hand goes on the hot plate, the more you're gonna burn your, your hand. The person who reacts the quickest by picking up that stress and reacting to it by taking the hand off, in that situation, is actually better. Yeah. The person who says, "Well, I'm no, I'm, 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 I can tolerate stress. Fine. Look at, look how good I am. I'm not going to be weak. I'm not going to be. I must be stronger. I've been, I've been thought to believe that you do. You've got to be strong. I can fight this. I can push through. They're just going to burn themselves more and more. So we have this real, real strange modern day concept of stress and how we cope with it. And and uh, a lot of men, particularly, is that. You know, you just stiff up a lip, you know, I've got to push through it. I'll, I'll work harder or I'll, I'll, you know, I'm kind of almost going to beat through the, the wall. And when stress becomes so high that it, it starts affecting your health and how you function, you're not going to beat it. Yeah. Your body will shut down. Your body will, you will burn your hand. I think it's actually, to touch on that, not to go too in-depth because it isn't about political or anything like that, but when it comes to being a guy now in the 21st century, it's harder than it was before. Now, it's not to say that, I, I mean, I love the thought of equal rights. I love that women are getting more and more equal rights and I, I believe in yeah. that. However, men are being told what they can and can't be 
and it's getting more and more public and I think it's actually getting more stressful for guys yeah, yeah. and uh, the, the idea of what is the masculinity is, is yeah and uh, it makes us see how women have been treated for a while and it makes me want even more equal rights but it, it's kind of a lot of stress gets pushed on because of that and on that note what do you see as the top three stresses in the society not saying you're eating this or um, in general in general that cause stress I would say top three. One of them, maybe it's number one, but it's not spoken of. Number one is um, the perception of self-worth, the perception of am I good enough, am I doing a job, am I, uh, and being self-critical, I think is a huge stress, but I don't think people really understand that until you spend time with them and speak to them. I don't mm -hmm. think it's something, the classics people would go for quickly would be relationships and would be finances and career and juggling modern day life, you know, fam the whole, you know, family or work or making everything right. I think there's a pressure that we've got to get it all done properly, mm -hmm. that, we, that we are enough. Um, so modern day life, I don't know how you, how you put that down into an, either it's a one or that's a couple of layers to it. What about you? I think the biggest one for me is social media. Yeah. My whole business is built around social media and I spent a lot of time judging myself on what other people were doing on social media. My successes were what I saw other people doing and I would weigh myself up against them. Yeah, so that it works into that whole comparison, isn't it? That, yeah. that whether it's at work, whether it's in socially, whether we are always comparing ourselves either to our peers or to what is perceived as success. And uh, I think that creates, a, that, I think that's what I mean by modern day, modern day stress. You know, the mom says, "Am I am I being am I being a mom?" A dad says, "Am I providing enough for my for my children?" You know, uh, at work, am I am I performing enough? Because at some stage, maybe it might not be job security. And if I and if I can't have my job, then I can't have a certain lifestyle for my family. And I think so. Modern life, I think, just generally gives us. And as we want more, in, in you know, we are more. We are live in a world where we have more luxury and more opportunity. Than, our, than generations before us, and but because of that, we actually have more stress on that to keep on providing. So each generation, I think my kids generally have more at their disposal than, and that, than I did, and, and yep. me before my my parents. I think we are under pressure to feel that we are we good enough. We've got to provide more, or, and so that just generates a huge amount of expectation. It's massive. The, it's the pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah, which so, is stressing people out. So it's that self-pressure. And beliefs that we think yeah. other people, where we think that other people are looking at us in the gym, they're not. Or other no. people are doing something on social media and looking at us in judgments for most of the time they aren't. And looking at the insecurities or when people point a finger, as I mentioned to you, there was a guy that said on my social media that why would I listen to a guy that's out of shape talk about diet? And we think, well, if you look at the pictures, I'm not out of shape. Compared to how I used to be in bodybuilding, yeah. physically, I'm not shredded like I was. However, compared to the average person, no, I'm not. And it would have triggered me a lot more no, a couple of years ago than I, it did then. I don't follow it, but I watched a, a snippet, I think it was in, in passing, on either it might have been on social media, or on a snippet from, uh, is it the Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, which has recently gone, gone by and they had the larger lady of uh, the quiz show 
Chase? Is it Chase? Oh, no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch either of them, but... I used to... So by her own admission, she was carrying more weight than, than ideal, and, and generally, certainly by the BMI. But she, her point was that everyone was would judge and say that she was therefore unhealthy, and, but she's had every, all the tests that she regularly checks her blood pressure, she by openly admits that she doesn't exercise as much as she feels she should or would like to, but hey, that's what it is. She carries more weight. But when you looked at her and she, and she went through every element, she's on no medication, she, all her stats and everything from a medical perspective are really good at the moment, and that's all you can judge by. So health-wise, she's, she's pretty healthy. But if you only look at one aspect of her life, which was for her, her the weight she carries, she was perceived as therefore being unhealthy, mm -hmm. um, and and there was this whole, whole critique. And that's the, that's the challenge. As soon as... We are very vulnerable and feel very much under stress for being judged. Now, there's some people like the celebrities who make a living out of that. But in many ways, they've got to either have a thick skin or they've got to have some other benefit to counteract that pressures. And many of them don't hold up to that. Because it, I think there's all of us carry that element of, of that self-critique. But if it's fed into, and, and social media can be run in, and I'm so glad that I, don't grow, I haven't grown up as a teenager as my kids are with social media because yeah. it, it can be cruel. It can I think be it's really, well, really tough. When you flip that on its head, when you come to, there's this definition, overweight woman, that is on there. What about that person who isn't overweight and, but they've stressed themselves out by the amount of pressure they've put on themselves, the amount of hustle, we'll say, they put into their job to the point where they happen to have a pill which is prescribed to go to sleep, a pill which yeah, is prescribed yeah. to focus, uh, blood pressure tablets, high cholesterol tablets, all these different things, and their thyroid is having issues, so they're on thyroid medication. They're taking five, six, seven different pills, but they look in shape. They look healthy. But people say they're healthy and this person isn't healthy, and you can see from those stats that that person, by definition, is healthy now, yeah. apart from when we look at BMI, this person is healthy by BMI, but is not healthy when you look at their medical record. It says something about the, 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 the human psyche that we feel comfortable to have a tech or say something to someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's almost like a technique of def deflecting from me. So I'll, I'll raise something and, and judge you. We do that, we so point our insecurities out on other people. Yeah, I've, big, I've big been time. massive on that in the past, as I said. And um, this is not really going into the depth of how do we fix stress, but I think it's good we get our views of what stress actually is. Yeah. And something which we've got in social media, as we've said before, is there's a log of things we've done. There's yeah. a log of things which can be good, which can be bad. Now, if I look back five, six, seven, eight, whatever, however many years ago, there's probably something I've said which I don't agree with now. Yeah. But I'm not going to go back and cross that off the list. So how do we how do we counteract that? How do we reduce that level of stress? How do we reduce that level of um, stress from us from us because it's got to come from self. At the end of the day we don't have control. I think with stress management the number one thing is what is the stress? Analyze it and then understand what can I control here and what can't. You can't control what someone else is going to put on a Facebook. You can't control what someone's going to sit over a table and say to, you know, or do you smoke? Why that thing? Or do you 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 obviously eat too much? 
you can't judge what someone else is going to judge or say, but you can try and um, improve how you judge yourself, or you can ideally work on yourself so that saying, hey, you know, that's only someone's opinion, almost deflect that arrow. You've flung it, you know, almost see it. So like you've you, you've thrown an arrow, shot an arrow at me. So I imagine that there's that shield. I've just put the shield up, deflected it, and I move on. I think one of the problems with deflecting an arrow which has been shot at you is that we'll happily take the compliments that are good, but we won't. We don't want to take the compliments that are bad or the comments that are bad. Yeah. That if we are going to emotionally react to someone that is negative to us. Why do we then emotionally react to someone which is positive to us? Because some people who don't, you yeah. pay them a compliment, they don't, they don't acknowledge it. Now, because they don't see, see themselves... Not, not necessarily worth acknowledging it, but to the point of... Because some, someone said to me, do you like giving um, presents to someone? Or, and, um, yeah, I do like giving. Well, you not receiving something is actually being selfish because you're not allowing them to have that same feeling that you had. But what I'm talking about is that if a negative compliment gets you down, how can a positive compliment will then get you up and make you feel better? Which, don't get me wrong, I like receiving positive compliments. Yeah, yeah. But then I want to deflect the other ones. Yeah. It's focusing on our self, self-awareness. Self-awareness, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Because I think once you've got some self-awareness, you can also say, okay, someone has critiqued me. So if I'm self-aware, first of all, what I hold my own values strongly. So... Um, is, does, this, does, does this fit in? Is this come from a reliable source? Is yep. this from a source that I, I value? And is this something which is congruent with other things I've noticed so that I can take this on board? Because a, a critique can be very beneficial. It can be a very, very positive yep. thing. It can then be used to motivate. Um, so I think it, it always comes back to self. I think it kind of depends on your self-image, your self-idea of your principles, your focus, what what is important to you, and is this going to serve me or not? Um, whether it's praise or not, you could get false praise. Someone can give you praise yep. with a very very manipulative idea behind it to get something to for you to do, and, that, and it can so it can be hugely hugely uh, detrimental because now no one's going to trust whether people are praising. <laughs> well, but, uh, how, how can how would you say? So we've got these stresses on modern day society stressing us out. How would you say that? If you were to put a number one tip, shall we say, a number one tip on lowering stress, what would it be? Know your purpose. Define that. What's your purpose in life? What are you working towards? Does, so if someone uh, critiques you or there's a stress, is this something that I need to learn from or work with or so? So... Um, if you have your purpose, you know who you are, you know where your direction is, you know what you're working towards, you've set your, your, your target. Yep. So if once you've got that, that's your principle, your baseline, from which you can build everything else on. So if someone critiques and says, you know, I don't like people with brown hair, well, fine. If you've got brown hair, great. You know, well, I have brown hair. It doesn't mean that you, you know who I am. I know who I am. My, I know my purpose. I know it, it's less, I'm not likely to take that on, on more on board. But if you haven't got a purpose and you haven't got a grounding of who you are and what you're, what you're working towards, you're very vulnerable to open to persuasion and other things. So 
uh, purpose is, I think, is the case, but I would use that for anything, whether it's someone saying, you know, I'm looking at weights, I'm looking at um, reducing stress, I'm looking to change my career. I say, well, who are you? What is your purpose? And then build up from there. So that, that's only really the baseline, and then you would build up. So because of that, you'd say, well, my career is really important, but it creates a huge amount of stress. They know it and break it down. And say, okay, how can we come? So maybe they'll work long hours. Can you change your hours? Can you work more efficiently? Um, and then what are you using? What do you use to counteract that? We're not going to get away from stress. So, um, so for some people, it will be some exercise. So we would always go from a chiropractic perspective of physical, emotional, and chemical. If there's an imbalance, you're either toxic in, in one, toxic as in too much exercise, or you're deficient, not enough exercise. Too much stress or not enough um, purpose or not enough counter stress. So, okay, you come home from stress, how do you deal with it? Oh, I have a glass of wine, or I, I eat, or I drink. Okay, that's not really, is that serving you against your purpose? No. Okay, so what would be, what's if we've got a dog, let's go for a walk. So it's a case of finding what my purpose is and then what, what going back to physical, emotional and chemical, how am I running things at the moment to either amplify and create more stress or to dumb, dumb, dumb that stress? What charges you, refuels you or what, um, what amplifies and actually creates more stress? Because a lot of people's com um, stress coping mechanisms are actually, actually creating more stress. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke last week about uh, sleep and, and sleep disruptions, and that just throws people off. And so actually what it creates is, is poorer performance and more stress. That makes sense. I, I'm going to go completely, not down another route with that, but there's, if you've ever seen the program Suits, there's a guy, I absolutely love this guy, Harvey Specter, I've got quotes everywhere and follow these books, and I don't dress like him, but it would be great if I did, but... I love Jordan stuff too much. However, he has this quote that says, have you ever loved some, someone so much you would do anything for them? Yes, good. Well, make that person yourself and do whatever the hell you want. Once we can learn to start loving ourselves without feeling guilty, yeah. without feeling like it's the wrong thing to do, when we can start putting ourselves first, that's, that would be my biggest tip. Learn to love yourself yeah. in order to lower stress, which comes in so many different forms. As you said, that people deal with stress by going down the pub and having a few drinks. Cool, if that's, that's your thing, just be aware of what you're drinking during the week as well. And is there an underlying cause of having, if you don't go down the pub and have alcohol, could you go down and have Diet Coke? Could you have. Yeah. Uh, are you going down to socialise or are you going down there to. Yeah, to save yourself essentially, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's being able to love yourself. What are you doing? And journaling to the point where you have gratitude diaries, yeah. uh, gratitude journals, but thinking things you're grateful of. But what I do in mind when I write that, I put one thing I did that I knew I was putting myself first and loving myself first. It might be that I'd done a meditation that morning. It might be that I went for a walk without the dogs. I just went for a 10 minute walk around the block. Yeah. Uh, it might have been that I said the Friday, I scheduled time to just play on the PlayStation for a couple of hours, which people think is unproductive. It was actually a lot more productive because the Saturday I was ready to go again. Yeah, it's a, but it's again, like something like that, it's also dependent in, uh, in how that fits in with the whole picture. Yeah, exactly. And it's, 
it, I, I then made sure, I think Friday night as well, it was a night just to cook a nice meal and uh, I spent, spent it with the wife and we just watched, in fact we watched Suits on Netflix. <laughs> so it, it was watching a couple of episodes of that, but it was downtime, which was scheduled in. But if you get to a stage that you know yourself better, you know your purpose and you know how you tick, you know what things to do which are going to re-energize you and rest. And as you said earlier, you know, prepare for a, for a talk, you know that the next day that you're going to be, you know, the, the, you're going to bottom out, and so you, you prepare for that. Mm -hmm. If the expectation was to be a successful speaker, the next day you have to be up, you have to be training again and doing it, and go, 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 go. If you don't know who you are and you don't understand the stresses and, and how your stress affects you, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, it's setting yourself up for success in your yeah. own individual What way. your success is, so for, for your success, you know, some people will look at someone else and go, that person's driving a nice car, he's successful, so I must have that, because, and then you're just chasing the materialistic. So you've got to start from self-love, you've got to start from self-awareness, and you've got to, for me, therefore, understand you know, what, what are your individual principles. If your principle is, you know, I want to, you know, my driving force is to have a, a, a brand new sports car, well, great. If, if that's your driving, then I question it why that would be. Why, but, yeah. Uh, if that is your thought and you're going for it and achieving it, then you know, go for it. But most people aren't going to take their last breath and go, you know what, if only I'd worked eight, eight more hours a week and if I'd only achieved and, and we had a house which had more, more rooms, then I can, then I can part this world and say I, I was successful. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it is. And I think, and we'll touch on some pretty important subjects there, I think what, what we'll look at doing uh, in the next episode, in, the, in next week's episode, is to yeah. actually look at some proper mechanisms of coping with stress to start loving yourself and being able to yeah. develop the relationships around you. Yeah, it, it's got to start with yourself and then and then build and use different techniques or things that we can observe. Um, and and you know, what can we do to to help each other? Because stress is a biggie. We're not going to get away from it, but uh, we can certainly thrive. With stress around it, it doesn't have to be detrimental. Hundred percent. Right. Cool. Thank Till you next time. Bye bye. See you then.